Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to Head Tonight we have a very special guest, a wonderful person. I haven't talked to you in a long time. We're great to have you back. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I can see your frozen face now, but but we can hear you okay. So, Willow, Willow, how are you doing this evening? happy to see both of your faces not frozen i hope it stays that way for me and i hope that now i'm frozen on a really weird facial expression for you <laughs> is it, it creepy it's just kind of it's kind of a neutral face you're just kind of you're just like kind of looking off to the side a little bit it's maybe <laughs> pensive. a pensive yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say pensive yeah i'm gonna look like i'm putting so much thought into everything that i just fucking bullshit here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Willow, how, I want to ask how you've been, what you've been up to since we last talked to you. I know it's been a while. And then I do want to ask you just because I know you through Twitter and I think you had a, a decent mm-hmm. following on uh, Twitter. And I'm curious yeah. if you've your thoughts on it. I, I assume it looks like you've abandoned it completely. I'm so I'm curious what your thoughts are on Twitter and social media in general and kind of uh, your relationship with it at this point in time. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I feel a little bit like a prophet or something because I left right before the Elon Musk takeover. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, I just I was just planning on taking a break. I always sort of periodically took impromptu breaks just because, yeah, I did have a fairly large following and then also because it was like, um, kind of my sex work account and my account. So anyways, I just, I dealt with a lot of bullshit every time I was on there and it just felt really draining when I was opening the app. So I was just taking a break and then, yeah, so I just haven't been on in forever. And then I, I don't even think I have the app on my phone, but I never deleted my account. So it's still there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really do social media anymore. I haven't for a long time. Yeah. And I'm in kind of a weird period of life where I've kind of 
withdrawn from a lot of shit that I was involved with and just sort of, I'm just focusing on myself right now and my kids, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get that. Yeah. I'm very boring. <laughs> well, and, and... Go to bed at nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to bed at night. Yeah, we'll try to hurry through this so we can get you to bed. Uh, <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> but no, but Twitter really has, I mean, since Musk took over, it really is just this hellscape of like, and I'm still, just because there are a lot of people I know on there and that's the only time I interact with them. And, and it's still like, and, I'm, and I've gotten on, like, I have, like, I'm on Mastodon and Blue Sky and fucking what, Threads or whatever. Um, but. I don't even know what those things are. The world for <laughs> those du- are platforms yeah they are yeah yeah and i hope by naming them i haven't cursed you to be aware of them but uh i have zero inclination yeah i don't miss like not being on social media is not difficult for me yeah (laughs) yeah But, but no on twitter it really is like it's so many bots and then like anyone can buy a a blue check so it's like all these like dumbasses who support musk and like they're all the ones buying the playing paying every month to have a blue check mark so then their their comments and tweets get like pushed to the top of the so it's a, it's just become like a huge musk circle jerk is like mostly what you see all the time so yeah that seems kind of inevitable with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of sucks <laughs> It's not even called Twitter anymore, right? It's like X. Yeah, he tried to rebrand it as X. Everyone calls it Twitter. Like, no one is calling it X. But yes, it, no. he, he did try to. I have no clue. Yeah. No, he. I'm so out of the loop. I really, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm. I'm... <laughs> and I think I'm also aging out of things, too, simultaneously. Right. But I also am not exposed to things because I'm not on social media. Yeah. So I'm really at that point where anytime, because I am on Reddit, so okay. there's my yeah. there's my social media usage, but that that's a very different. I'm just reading shit most of the time on there. You yeah. love Reddit. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. Place. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I yeah I love that place. That's a that's a hellscape. I have a lot of fun with, but really just reading shit because it's just so curated, right? I avoid yeah. anything that pisses me. Like I don't. Yeah, I have no need to get upset. So I have like I'm in like the sex worker subreddits, and then like you know animals and babies and cute <laughs> things and funny shit and whatever. You yeah. and I are in so. very different subreddits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think I'm really boring. I really. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, I, the one thing about social media, and I'm I'm also on Reddit. I have my own account, and then our our head canon account, and it's mostly like I follow movie stuff, um, and then just like a lot of the advice threads. I'm just interested yeah. uh, for a couple reasons. I'm interested in yeah. in reading those, and sometimes commenting if I think maybe I can help somebody, maybe I have some experience or whatever. But also just just like when I'm writing, sometimes I'll pull from like. Um, cause that's just a wealth of human experience that people are putting, you know, putting their stories on there. And then sometimes I'll be writing and I'm like, Oh, you know, and I'll remember something I read on Reddit and I'll be like, Oh, that would be a cool thing for this character to like, uh, to do or experience or, or whatever. Sometimes I wonder if people pretend to like throw things out there for their writing. 
Does that make sense to like populate like a, a thread with ideas? That could be, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. A lot of the stuff on there I'm sure is, uh, not true. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever go to like, do you ever, does, does, uh, am I the asshole ever pop up? Oh, for you guys? oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I definitely read that one. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite ones are the ones where like when the people are trying to describe in their own, like, like I'm posting to am I the asshole and I'm trying to describe something and justify my actions and make it sound like the other person is the asshole. But I love it when you, when the, when the OP is, you're like, yeah, no, even with you trying to describe it to me, making yourself the hero, <laughs> you still are the fucking asshole. <laughs> Those are my favorite ones. <laughs> Yeah. When, when, like, when you can't even clean up your own story enough to 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 make it look like you're not the asshole. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like so many of them are just like clickbait and uh, trolls and whatever too. Yeah, but I still yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, it still entertains me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th I think part of the um, the other social media stuff for me is also that like, you know, I perform, I uh, do improv comedy like pretty regularly. And so not not only does that require like I kind of have to because you never know what suggestion you'll get and you never know like what the other improvisers are going to throw at you. Um, and a lot of times what's fresh in their mind, I feel like I kind of have to have my finger on the pulse of the kind of the social consciousness Um Especially because a lot of these people I'm performing with, like, they're all mostly in their 20s. Like, a lot of them are, like, 10 to 15 years younger than me. Uh, so I, I feel like, to some extent, I kind of have to stay aware of, like, to effectively do improv with these other people who have these different, like, frames of references and, and other contexts. Like, I have to be somewhat plugged into that to even be able to function in, in an improv setting, you know? Um, but it'll be Wait, fun. How long? Um, yeah, I, was, I didn't know you do that. That's fun. Yeah, no, I started when I was 15, so I've been doing it for oh. 20, <laughs> 20, 24 years. <laughs> I hope you haven't told me all about that. Probably, like, recorded evidence of you telling me all about this. Yeah, no, Willow, our entire last episode, you and I had, like, a 20-minute conversation. <laughs> and I met word i said every time i'm sure <laughs> no i don't I, I may not have mentioned it to you before i don't know but but no brent and i brent and i actually we did comedy sports in indianapolis together um yeah and then that that was a big part of the reason i moved up to chicago was to study at at the second city and io and 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 other places up here so. I feel like I must have heard all about this for real. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't this know. is why you should not smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I feel like it's all catching up to me now. I, I have, I, I have I'm 38 now, and I'm really noticing. I'm like, yeah, I don't remember shit. I had to make sure that I watched the movie today just to be sure that I'd be able to actually talk about it. Because if I watched it a day or two ago, yeah, there'd be yeah. huge gaps in my memory. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm the same way. I, 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 don't, I don't smoke pot. I drink lots of wine. But I um, I don't do it. I don't do it. It's a brand new movie to me. Yeah. I watch it the day before. 
Well, this was not it, like totally brand new. I think that I watched it though, like when it would have been first released on video, and it came out in '96. I was 11 in '96, mm-hmm. so I was yeah, like probably preteen age when I watched it. So, and yeah. I haven't watched it since until today. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, I remember. I especially in high school. I think maybe Pulp Fiction was, as I was starting to discover movies and really like wanting to consume, like, uh, you know, as, as, well, and I worked, I worked at a movie, my first job was at a movie theater from like, for a couple years. So from like 2000 to 2002, I pretty much saw every movie that came out because I was, I was working at the theater and I could see the movies for free. But especially around that time, you know, Pulp Fiction had come out and so you get, so I really got into just watching movies and i remember watching this at the time and i've watched it many times i owned it on vhs at one point i've watched this movie probably a million times not a million times but i've watched it a lot and uh i mean i just love this fucking movie i watched it again the other night with my middle child my younger daughter and told her nothing about it i was just like i just gave her the basic premise like two guys these two criminals are on the run they like steal an RV with this family because they, they kidnapped this family because they got to get down to Mexico. And that's that's the premise. That's the plot, right? So then, so I'm watching this with Bella and we get to the point where Salma Hayek like turns and bites Quentin Tarantino and it turns into a vampire movie. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> she was like, what is going on here? Like, it was so, it was really great to be able to watch it with somebody who had no idea what was coming. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a fun way to watch it, actually, where that's a twist for you. Yeah. Going in totally blind, that would be a completely different experience. Yeah. And I don't I don't recall. I don't recall what I knew or didn't know the first time I watched it. I have no idea. I, I do not remember. But, but yeah. Speaking about uh, 1996's uh, From Dusk Till Dawn... So, so Willow out, I know we were kind of talking about what movie to do. I think I sent you a list of movies we wanted to do. Um, why, why did this one jump out to you? Was it, was it, you just remember liking it or? No, it was just like one of those movies that I meant to rewatch as an adult and hadn't gotten around to. So when I saw it on the list, I was like, well, this is a good opportunity for that. Nice. And how'd the rewatch treat you? What'd you think? Um, I mean, there was still a lot of fun. Salma Hayek's a fucking goddess. Like, right? <laughs> no disappointment there. <laughs> I remembered. Um, there's a lot of like such good actors. Um, if you're what like if you're wanting to enjoy it in a campy way, it's really fun, right? Yeah. If you're looking for like. I mean, it's it can be very cheesy in the the writing. I didn't remember Cheech playing like five hundred roles. <laughs> I don't think I even knew he was in it, so that was a little surprise for me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I think that, like my experience was negatively impacted by just knowledge I have about Tarantino and about like. Yeah, so sometimes I just wish I could shut off that lens yeah. in my brain to consume content, but it doesn't fucking shut up, <laughs> yeah. and it just ruins a lot of shit for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like 
I remember, like, I didn't even think of this as, like, a Tarantino movie. And I know he didn't direct it, but he wrote the screenplay, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think executive produced, too. So he had a lot of control there. But, like, I remember I had read about him being, like, a foot fetishist <laughs> and about him writing that into movies. But I had, I like, I, I, I don't know if the, what I had read didn't talk about this movie, but I remembered it more talking about, like, just certain scenes making yeah. actresses go barefoot or things or like, like that in other movies. Yeah, there's... But then it made me very fucking uncomfortable watching the scene where Salma Hayek's, like, shoving her foot in his mouth and pouring... Cause, it would like not knowing that would have just been a completely different experience. But then knowing that he basically like used this to make this super hot chick do something that would actually titillate and stimulate him personally. Right. Without her knowing that just made it so fucking skeezy to watch. Like I was crawling out of my skin and it went from like just enjoying her hotness and her fucking performance. Cause like, holy shit. Yeah. I've never seen a body like that or the way she can like it. She's yeah. She's a goddess. <laughs> but then like it got completely completely ruined by the skeevy asshole in the fucking scene. I'm like, ah, get out of there. Yeah. Because, yeah, I always thought and I didn't, you know, I knew that Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez were buddies. I knew Tarantino was in this movie. And I I, I thought he had some, like, creative uh, input. I didn't real some for some reason, I didn't realize that he had written the screenplay before I watched it this time. I was like, oh, he wrote the script. Like, it was a screenplay he had for in the bag. Like, he, he just had the screenplay. I, I went and looked it up after because I was like, I just assumed he directed it or something. Oh, okay, yeah. and, and then I was like, oh, yeah, no, he fully, like, wrote himself this fucking, like, yeah. jerk off material for him. Like, how nice for him. Yeah. How great. You little skeevy bastard. And, like, I went into it, like, just not, no, not thinking of that, but, like, I went into it today like i had disliked other shit about him yeah but i was prepared to try and like separate art from artist or whatever and just enjoy it especially with all of the amazing actors and i definitely did still enjoy it but that particularly was uncomfortable yeah. To watch knowing that, I'm like, yeah, I like that. I'm like, oh yeah, you just fully wrote that. <laughs> well, and that's and it's you know, and when I think he of, does play a great creep, like he's a very yeah. convincing creep, probably because he's not doesn't have to act too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's not too too far of a stretch for him. And then when he turns, like after he gets bitten, and then he turns, I'm like. Your like monster grotesque face is not that far off from just fucking <laughs> face, yeah. and that's fucking karma. Like you deserve to be one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> when, <laughs> when they were saying, like, I watched some behind the scenes stuff, and they said when they like made that mask, uh, they really just tried to exaggerate his natural features, which is like a big forehead and a chin. Like if you look at that dude from the side, his chin juts out so fucking far, like. Which is and something I never caught. He's already before. like yeah. Yeah, but like I I never caught this before. But I guess yeah, he's already like a caricature. 
murder of a face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not wearing a real human face. It's already like, yeah, like a King's Island sketch. Already a little funhouse mirror situation. Yeah. But I guess, and this isn't something I realized before, but I guess when he when they finally kill him and he melts down or whatever, his skull hits the ground. And I yeah. didn't know I didn't notice it till they pointed it out in the behind the scenes stuff. But the the jaw of the skeleton, the chin is even exaggerated just in the skull that hits the ground, <laughs> which oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought That's was funny. Weird. Oh really? I did not notice that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but I think you know when I think of Tarantino foot stuff, because I because I know he's in this, and that, <laughs> I, and that, well now. <laughs> Are you guys on the subreddit Tarantino feet stuff? Because if not, you got to get on it. Uh, but no, I think it's of because there's like because because <laughs> his hyper elongated heel. His heel is very long. <laughs> it's like the, the, the chin of his foot. <laughs> I bet he has like cloven hooves. That's probably why he has a feet fetish. <laughs> yeah. But no, I always think of like, cause Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, like he, she has a scene where she's barefoot and there's like a close up shot of her feet. And then in Kill Bill. Same with Pulp Fiction. Oh, what did I say? Like her whole thing. I, I meant to say Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. You know, it's funny though, because his character, Tarantino's character in Pulp Fiction, that small little character, that's like my favorite character in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Well, but but much like the feet thing, <clears throat> I feel like he's like he's like if I write the N word into the script, it's my character saying it. But hey, it's in the script. It's just a character. I feel like much like the much like the foot thing. I'm just acting what's in the script. Right. Hey, it's just what do you want me to do? It's the character, you know. Uh, <laughs> His character happens to be married to a black lady. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> it's okay, guys. My my fictional wife that I wrote is black. <laughs> <laughs> this character named Bonnie that I wrote that gets zero screen time is black. The Bonnie uh, situation. <laughs> the Bonnie situation. Yeah, shit. Um, but so anyway, I think of that. And then there's a scene in Kill Bill where Uma Thurman gets out of the hospital and she's trying to, like, her legs don't work. So she sits in the back of the yeah. car and there's a whole sequence where she's like, wiggle your big toe. And she, like, is she has to, like, work on wiggling her toe. So... I like the association between Tarantino and his weird foot fetish. Not to kink shit. If anybody's into feet, I don't get it, but whatever. Um, but I get it. but but I think <laughs> <laughs> no. I tell you, I think it would be well known if if that were a thing. Uh, but but no. So then watching watching this movie, there's not only that scene with Salma Hayek, but there's that scene where he's like where Tarantino's checking out Juliette Lewis, who's who's playing a child. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's these like long lingering, like the Salma Hayek thing was uncomfortable, but I think the, like the lingering shots on Juliette Lewis were even more disturbing for me. I was like, this is this right. is weird. Because <laughs> they already set it up. At that point, he had already killed the hostage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like, what is he going to do to her? It really, yeah. it really like builds it up like, where you don't know because you don't even know it's going to be a monster movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and and he's and he's like obviously hallucinating when she's like, "Hey, Richie, would you eat my pussy for me?" <laughs> and, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, did you mean what you said in the hotel room?" And she's like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know. What did I say?" <laughs> her 
facial acting because she's yeah. even like in that scene was so good. I don't know how old she was at the time, but she is such a good actress. I I think she was early twenties. I think I think she's probably like twenty two, twenty three somewhere. Because there. it was like it was the layers of like showing her complete confusion. Like it's very clear that she has no fucking idea what he's talking about, but also she's trying to be like agreeable with him and she does like all of that yeah, yeah i marveled at that scene just like her facial her ability to do that was really yeah. phenomenal i thought yeah i feel like really all the actors at the end too because she's then she's like an action star yeah she's <laughs> never done anything like that before <laughs> the choreography of that was so funny oh my god what's that what'd you say Willow? Again? And she does like the tuck and roll and like <laughs> it was like Okay, did we get a backstory scene I missed where she was like a gymnast or had some right. kind of martial arts thing? Professional crossbow archer? Like, that's. Yeah. I also really liked the concept of they're just doing like endless shots of alcohol, but nobody's getting sloppier at all. They're all just super coordinated and really like skilled yeah. and on point. Yeah. yeah. I guess you could make the argument that like. The vampires never existed, but they just got so hammered and killed. <laughs> oh, the, but they, there's your head cannon. That's a perfect head cannon. <laughs> but no, uh, back to what you were they saying. Titty twistered. The titty twister, yeah. But no, Juliette Lewis, she was in, oddly enough, another movie written by Tarantino, but not directed by Tarantino. Natural Born Killers uh, oh, was her yeah. starring her. He wrote that screenplay. He wrote that, and then all and, and Oliver Stone directed it. And I feel like I've heard that Tarantino wasn't a huge fan of what Oliver Stone did with his script, but he did write that. Yeah, that's a Tarantino script. Huh. Also, I did yeah. Also, True Romance. Yeah, True Romance with Christian Slater and uh, Patricia Arquette. I think he wrote that as well. But I think he. I don't think I've seen that. It's pretty. It's really good. Like you could tell it's a Tarantino script, but it was directed by. Uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he he and his brother are both directors. I think he killed himself. Hold on. Now I gotta look out. Now I gotta see who directed True. Uh, True Romance. True Romance. True Romance. It's a guy's name. I can't fucking think of it. Well, Tarantino didn't he sell. Reser- when he made Reservoir Dogs, is this? The, am I getting so, it wrong? Yeah, like, he he, he sold money. He sold True Romance to finance Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I do. Tony Scott. Tony Scott's the guy that directed True yeah. Romance. But okay, yeah, yep. <laughs> but yeah, no Natural Born. I haven't watched that movie in a while. That movie's it's pretty wild from what I remember. Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. in it as well. So. Yeah, as the journal journalist. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a kind of English accent. <laughs> but no, I think the acting across the board in this thing is good. Especially like, I think it would be easy in this kind of like, it's a, you know, this movie doesn't take itself seriously. It's, it's obviously like made to be just a popcorn. In fact, I think like, well, I kind of want to talk about a bunch of things all at once, but like the beginning sequence where they kill the, the gas station clerk and he's burning alive yeah. and the popcorn is popping at the beginning of the movie. That almost feels like to me, like, popcorn's popping we're starting the movie like here we go popcorn flick you know 
Um, yeah. But yeah, everybody, Juliette Lewis, I mean, Harvey Keitel, George Clooney is, I, I remember seeing this at the time and George Clooney was, I think he had only done like rom-coms up till this point. This was kind of a departure from, I think anything he had really done before. You have to this. fucking love George Clooney. Like He's got all these weird lines that are funny to me where he's like, all right, drinkers, heavy drinkers, let's get drinking. Yeah. And at some point he goes, okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think... <laughs> Which is also a line from Reservoir Dogs at some point. Somebody says, oh, okay, Ramblers, let's get rambling. Okay. <laughs> but, no, I love, yeah, he's got all kinds, he's like, uh, he's like, if you try to run, like, I've got six little friends who can run much faster than you can. <laughs> like, <laughs> just all these goofy your lines. better get a whole lot fucking better, or you're about to feel a whole lot fucking worse. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah, yeah, you just feel like, it, you know, Tarantino's just probably having fun writing these lines, like, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm sure Clooney had an absolute blast making it, like, yeah. and the neck tattoo, that was fun. Yeah, and, and at the end, you take, it's like all the way up his arm, even, like, well, you like, don't get that revealed to the end, right? Yeah. He takes his jacket up at the end, and you see it's all extensive, that's cool. Yeah. But I love the line at the end where he's where Cheech Marin, because like you said, Cheech Marin plays I think three roles in this. Um, he comes yeah. he comes in as Carlos. He comes in as Carlos, and he's like, "Because of you, my brother's dead. Her whole family is dead." And he's like, "He's like, oh, what what were they psychos?" And, and George, George Clooney, he's like, "No, they weren't fucking psychos. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are." How crazy. I love that line. A bunch of psychos. He's like, what were they, psychos? <laughs> like, randomly, a hundred psychos just showed up at Titty Twister? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I heard um, there was a podcast, I think it was Smartless. You know the Smartless podcast? It's like uh, Jason Bateman and... Uh, Oh, I do know that. Yeah. Will and Will. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Will, Will, Will Arnett. Will, people from like Arrested Development. Well, it's, it's Will. Yeah, Will Arnett and. I think isn't it the guy from like Will, the guy from Will and Grace is the third guy, Sean something. Yeah, he, he played. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Sean something. Yeah, I can't remember. Scott. Hayes. Hey, yeah, I think you got it. Yeah. yeah. Sean Hayes. Yeah. yeah. They had, I think it was their podcast. Now watch is not even that podcast, but they, I think it was. Did you know Willow? But Willow. Anyways, did, did, did you know that those guys also? I tell those guys also do comedy. I don't know if you were aware, aware of this, but they also do comedy outside of the podcast. <laughs> I told you like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> And they've been doing it for a really long time. It's very special to their hearts. Um, <laughs> a meaningful piece of their life, and I should probably be aware of that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think it was their podcast, but Clooney was on. And his, like, anecdote that he decided to share was from his younger years living with a roommate who I think is another celebrity, but I couldn't tell you who. Um, but he played this like long game prank on his roommate in which his roommate had a cat whose litter box was in their bathroom. 
And so Clooney just started scooping the cat's litter box before the roommate would get home from work every day. And so the roommate thought that his cat was constipated because there was never shit in the litter box. <laughs> so he took the cat to the vet, and then the vet gave, like, uh, laxatives to the cat or whatever. And they cat came back home. So G- George was, like, an out-of-work actor, right? So he was just home all the time. So then the day that the laxatives were given or whatever, the roommate went to work. And George himself took a shit in the litter box and left it for the roommate to come home and discover and believe that his cat had been cured of his long constipation that didn't exist with this massive human-sized ship. That's wild. And that, that's what I think of now every time I see George Clooney in Damn. Yeah, that is wild. That's yeah. commitment to a bit. Maybe at the expense of, I mean, I'm sure the cat was fine, but that can't be good for the cat. That's a vet bill? That's, yeah. Well, and the way he's telling it, like, you're just laughing. It's so charming. And then, yeah, you actually start to think about, like, what that actually meant. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit uh, <laughs> fucked up. But I guess he's known for his pranks of co-workers on set and stuff, too. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, Brent just sent the message. He's got to say goodbye to his mother-in-law. So we'll be Brentless for a minute. That's uh, <laughs> sweet, Brent. But, well, I wanted to talk. I, I like the beginning of this movie, how they open. They spend like I, five minutes on this conversation between this gas clerk and this, like, this Texas Ranger or the sheriff or whatever he is, who, you know, it's just this cool conversation about, he's just like, yep, yeah, it's hot out there. <laughs> That's been a one bullshit ass fucking day, and then so even the, even the beginning of the movie, you get like five minutes. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Before he finally goes to the bathroom, and George Clooney and Tarantino come up, and they're like, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought that I had missed part of it, and I had to go back because I was like, oh, I missed them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good open for sure. Yeah. Well, the guy who plays that sheriff, Michael, what's his name? Michael something? What is it? Is he somebody? Parks. Michael Parks. Well, he's he's played that he played that same character in uh the Grindhouse movies that Tarantino and Rodriguez did together and also in Kill Bill. He's played that same sheriff, Earl whatever. Um but I did not realize until I was looking through this yesterday, he was, Brent, I know you've seen, I know you and I have seen this movie. I don't know. Willow, have you seen a movie called Tusk? By Kevin, yeah. Kevin Smith starring, what's his name, Brent? J, uh, Justin Long? Justin, Justin Long. Long. Yeah. But yeah. so the guy, the sheriff in this is the guy in Tusk that like turns him into a walrus. It's a very Canadian movie. Yeah, it's very, well, it's, it's part of, it's. <laughs> well, no, it's it's part of it's part of Kevin Smith's. Uh, Sounds like something the Canadians would make. <laughs> no, it's it's part of Kevin Smith's uh, Hoser trilogy, which is all set and based in Canada. So, are you familiar with that word, Hoser? Hoser, yeah. We're called Hoosiers. It's not that, in Indiana, it's not really like a regional term here, but yeah, yeah. 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 
but so it is it is it's it's a yeah all the uh, his the he hasn't made the third one yet the third movie in the trilogy is supposed to be called moose jaws and it's just jaws yeah, look that's my new kitten she's oh. only seven months old can you see her oh yeah yeah hello what's her what's name? name mercury mercury nice she looks like, yeah, I was going to say she looked like she's in re- retrograde back there. So. Oh, damn it. You, <laughs> <laughs> you stole Brent's job. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I live for is to st- steal Brent's jokes. <laughs> Yours is better. <laughs> hey, can I run something past you guys real quick? Yeah. So I went to this like kind of slummy gas station and bought, just bought like a, a, a vape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I want the Blue Raz Elf Bar. And... When I went to pay, this this was sitting on top of my vape that I. Is bought. that like a a nicotine thing? Pure nicotine. So I, I I was gonna buy the vape, and then they go, oh boom, and I was like, oh no no, I just wanted the one, just this one. He goes, no free. Okay. And I was like, that's scary. I, I didn't say it, but I wanted to be like, well, why is it free? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Dirty gas station vape that you're just giving them away now. <laughs> I shouldn't use this, right? No, you definitely should. Yeah, you should you should use it right now so then we can we can monitor you and make sure that you're okay. <laughs> Am I the asshole for staring Free is worth harm. In this fucking economy, yeah. you're gonna not fucking use the free thing because you care about your health and safety. Like what the fuck, Brad? You're right. Yeah. Did you get rich on crypto? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, you're already putting weird shit into your lungs. I have a free, I have a monster energy drink that has been in my fridge for like ten months because it was free, and I don't drink energy drinks, and nobody in my house drinks energy drinks. Oh, but it was fucking free, so you take it because it's free. So it's in my fridge. Oh man, we gotta find a, we gotta find a way to get that to somebody who will use it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I feel like it's we a weird thing to like try and pawn off on people. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, I don't want to drink this shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll give it to a random guy, and then they'll be on the podcast. Like some woman gave me this drink, I shouldn't drink it, right? Like, <laughs> oh man! But um, I've got one more thing to tell you guys. If can I, you want to take a, a brain break from dusk till dawn? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. We took our daughter to go see the new Taylor Swift movie concert. Yeah, we almost did that this weekend, but yeah, we didn't end up doing it, but we considered it, yeah. We saw it. Do you know what I'm talking about, Willow? No, I told you that I am old and I am out of the loop. I know who Taylor Swift is. I want a point for that. I was not going to to ask you that, I promise. (laughs) I'm sure that's playing in the background of your room every now and then. Wait, what's a concert movie? Yeah. yeah, so I, I went question. to the IMAX. I went to an IMAX theater and saw okay. and saw her entire three hour concert with my with my my fourth grader. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it was weird. Well, I, I um, think it's like if because tickets to a Taylor Swift show are like 
four hundred dollars. I don't even know how much they are. Higher a thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you if, if you, you can't afford if you if you don't get them early. Yeah, if you didn't make all this crypto money and and you can't afford if you can't afford to go to a Taylor Swift concert, now you can yeah. go to the movie theater and like watch a recording of it in IMAX. So at the IMAX you feel like you're at the you're you're at the show. Like it's pretty crazy. Now, if this had played at my house, I would have checked out and been on my phone or laptop. But the fact that it was like so huge, like like there's more people than I'd ever seen before, and everybody was given a bracelet with like a big LED light on it. So every like however many tens of thousands of people were at the concert had this LED light bracelet, and someone was controlling the colors of the bracelet. So like it would like flash different colors. I've, with I've seen that. Music so and- so it's like a light show in the audience, right? Like a, yeah, a choreographed, a curated light show in the audience, yeah. And t- and Swift comes out, right? And she's like 20 feet tall on the screen in this like weird, like, like, like I don't know, like Speedo looking thing. And all I'm thinking of, I'm like, who waxes that? <laughs> okay, like, wait, okay. <laughs> we got to back up for a second. <laughs> yeah. What would you call that? A, oh, like, like, a, like, like a, a leotard? Or like a unitard, yes. yeah. That's what I wanted to call it. Yeah, I called it. Because a speedo to me is like a European man bathing suit yeah. bottom. Yeah, there was nothing European about that area. <laughs> like, I was thinking like... They probably like like a new person probably comes in and like waxes her every four months, and then like that person. My dude, she probably got lasered like two decades ago and hasn't had a pubic hair in like <laughs> forever. Ever. For the purposes of this joke, she hasn't had laser surgery. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was thinking, I, was, I was thinking it's a new person every time. cut out for a minute i think we got it though yeah no she does yeah she got to do she's got to do her own shit yeah there we go so i was thinking that after she's done like the person turns around and walks out (laughs) my delivery's all fucked up but i was thinking one of the backup dancers shoots them in the head (laughs) wait because they say something too too famous (laughs) so wait I mean that's that's the premise. I that's a premise for an interesting movie. Yeah, you, there's a there's a whole indi- you you wax a superstar and then you're taken out and shot behind the shed by one of her backup. Because you've seen too much. This is what you're saying. This is what I missed. That information into the world. So the person who, uh, yeah, well, I mean, some people will just have people sign NDAs, but I like your version better. <laughs> They're just taken out back and just shot. Shoot she has to find a new skilled waxer yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. I, you know, I, very I, depressing lottery system. And interestingly <laughs> enough, I read like just within the past week. Have you seen the movie Alien with Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, you remember at the end of the movie where there's like this weird fourth act where she thinks she's destroyed the ship with the alien on it and she gets in her little t-shirt and tiny little panties to get frozen and 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 like get into hypersleep and she thinks she's safe. But then the alien shows up and she has to fight the alien again and blow it out the, the airlock or whatever. You remember the, the end of that movie? Um, Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I don't remember her pubic situation, though, so you'll well, have to remind me. That, neither did I until I read about it the other day. Appa- <laughs> <laughs> I guess there was an interview an interview with Ridley Scott, who I think is Tony Scott's brother. Bring, bring it all full circle. Um, oh! And, uh, okay. and he was saying that uh, she, they were tiny little panties, and she refused to do any sort of, like, landscaping or waxing or anything down there um so i get he said they had to pay somebody and this is before like see you could really do cgi so somebody went in and had to like paint her pubes out of every frame of the movie and so it was somebody's job they got paid five thousand dollars for in the 70s which if you're curious i was too that works out to be about twenty thousand dollars now somebody's job they got paid twenty thousand dollars for was to paint over Sigourney Weaver's pubes in every frame of Alien. Whoa. And then they were taken out back and shot after all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. sad. I read that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's cool. I just started trying to grow some in. Yeah. If we're going to talk pubes, yeah. Yeah, so I, I take it you've been... I was always just, like, shaving it all, all the time. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I... And then I had, like, a little teeny tiny little bit. And now I'm like, no, I want, like, a respectable triangle or something going right. on. <laughs> Call it your Sigourney Weave. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did, though, when I, uh, I took, like... From March until September, basically, of 2020, off of uh, seeing clients for work. Mm-hmm. I'm a sex worker for anybody listening who doesn't know. But um, so in that time, I actually grew like full bush mm-hmm. just because nobody was looking at it but me. Right. And I kind of was curious. Right. Well, it's I think- crazy. <laughs> well, I think that's what. what like may- when you've just never had it at all because. <laughs> My generation, yeah, like we just, yeah, yeah, we shave, yeah, yeah. I do that. I what you manscape? Like yeah, I don't like it there. I feel like you don't like anything there. Um, I, I'll, on I'll, yourself, like the, like the above part, <laughs> like the like where Quentin Tarantino's forehead would be. That's where I'm. I've got. That's there. <laughs> well, and the and the weird thing. Wait, is, you've got no hair there, or only hair there? I got hair there, like like. You got hair there. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. but you Nothing. shave like the balls and the. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Which can be complicated yeah. because his, I I Brent's balls jut out kind of like Tarantino's chin, so there's this weird cleft there that's like it, it's hard <laughs> like to get. Like Tarantino's chin. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to get in the cleft there, you know. (laughs) 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 
Excellent. Well, uh, it, does anybody have any more pube stories, or should we get back to uh, From Dusk Till Dawn? Uh, Corey, you didn't talk about your pubic situation. It's, it's, I just, I gener- I just don't, when it gets too long, it's irritating. So I do, I just keep it trimmed and short and just so it's not in the way, you know? Yeah. yeah. When I had the full bush situation going on, like I find I don't, I'm not an overly hairy person, so it wasn't like coming down my thighs or anything like that. <laughs> but what I did find was that when the hairs are like full length, then it like kind of created like this puffiness in the underwear so when i had underwear on it was almost like spongy the hair like you could like <laughs> rest it so i developed like this really weird habit of like just sitting there pressing <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, funny. I'm sure I developed a lot of weird antisocial habits during the pandemic, but that must be I cured myself of at least. <laughs> <laughs> it felt really cool though. And then sometimes you'd see the little hairs like sticking through the underwear, and that that was a little creepy. I could, yeah, I could see, I could see how that would be like an interesting texture to play with. I, I like, I like loose, uh, like boxer. <laughs> I, I wear like loose boxers, so I don't ha- I don't get that that puffiness. It, it's not like a contained. There's no no dome over the forest. That's you know? what I needed. I needed a roomier situation for the hedge. Yeah. 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 yeah I've never. I've always. I don't know if I wore. I'm sure I wore like tidy whitey like underwear underwear as a kid. But as far as I can remember, I don't like. I just don't like the tightness. Is not for me. I don't know. So as some people like it, I guess. I don't know. I, it's prefer to have things a bit looser down there, you know? I feel like the most common is, like, the boxer brief, the in-between. That's what I think most men wear. The boxer brief? So the ones that are are still, but they're, like, tighter on the thigh, you're saying? It's not a loose short. It's a short shape, but it's form-fitting, I guess. I see. And then you can get the fancy ones that have, like, the ball pouch. Like the sack underwear has like that (laughs) containment for the package, I guess. Yeah. And I think I I see a lot of men's underwear. (laughs) It didn't occur to me till just now that you may you may you may know more than any of us about the trends that men are wearing. Sociological studies, but only on one gender of the population. But multi generational, so it's kind of interesting to see the different things going on. I've got a pretty good my hands are on the pulse, as Corey would like to think. So I'd be really great at improving about Matt only. I don't know what the women are up to. Oh, dude, I got to say, at least if there were an all sex worker improv group, I bet that would fucking, I bet that would make bank. I Sex workers are hilarious. Like most yeah. of us have really good senses of humor and we have to be able to like be pretty quick and adapt at like yeah being on our feet and adapting to situations really quickly and adjusting and reading yeah i guess there's a lot of crossover skill yeah i have no interest in doing it i'm not really a yes and kind of person that's where the sex workers would not work (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'd be like and now it no yeah, no. For, no I'm putting, agree to that beforehand. Right. I'm, I'm putting up a firm boundary in this scene. <laughs> yes, and that's going to 
Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh great. shit. Oh man. Well I, I am in like a sex worker like group chat thing and yeah, it's a lot of memes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, lot of humor. Hilarious. <laughs> well, on Reddit or just through text or No uh Signal, you know the Signal app? I don't. You're clearly don't have your pulse on everything there. <laughs> I do not. I do not. <laughs> it's just an app that's um, it allows for messaging or group messaging, but it's like harder to hack. I guess it's more encrypted. It's supposed to be safer. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like some something like WhatsApp or something. So this is like for local sex workers in my area. Okay. Nice. So local sex I, workers in your area want to signal you. Local <laughs> <laughs> sex workers in your area want to complain about men with you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh my god, I legit gave my long-standing, like, best regular client a girlfriend experience the other day for real. Like, I'm a girlfriend experience provider, but he got the real girlfriend experience because I lost my shit <laughs> and usually I'm pretty good at just avoiding politics or hot oh. topics or anything that causes me to feel super um, passionately and emotionally I try and avoid that because I'm actually not a great actress <laughs> I don't uh, <laughs> I don't have a very good poker face at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'd rather try and like just, you know, find the things that I have in common with the people that I'm trying to spend intimate time with. And we do like this guy I've been seeing for a while. And it was very clear to me for a long time that we are on different ends of the political spectrum. Like he, he, I think would call himself one of those like fiscally conservative and right. socially progressive. But actually, if you actually talk to him, <laughs> Yeah, not at, yeah. No, no. And so, like, he's always tried to sort of engage me in these topics, and I sort of steer around it, and, like, I'll talk about anything else under the sun. I try to avoid these. And then he caught me, and I was PMSing pretty bad. And it was just, like, a whole storm of conditions that brewed to create the perfect conditions. So this was post service providing so at least that part was way because I don't even know how it started I don't even remember everything that was said I remember he used the term wokeism I remember there was something about friends kids not getting jobs because they're white right I don't know I I really don't remember. <laughs> like, I could not tell you anything that I fucking said. I only know that, like, I opened my mouth and it was just a torrential, like, outpour of ranting. And I, I remember, like, clearly just, like, flitting around my room, picking things up and putting things down and, like, I was 
so fucking agitated. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Like, I was literally, like, gathering the laundry and then, like, holding the laundry in my arms and realizing, like, oh, I'm not going to take this to my laundry room in this second. So then I would put down the laundry and then I'd go pick up something else. And then I would end up with the laundry bag in my arms. And I was just, like, flitting around while fucking just, like, giving him everything <laughs> I thought on the topic. <laughs> And then I just realized I desperately had to pee. So I like went into my bathroom and slammed the door. And then I just heard him quietly say, okay, goodbye then. (laughs) (laughs) You know, after, after you got done ranting, you should have been like, uh, and that'll be extra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I fucking actually texted him and apologized. I didn't apologize for the content of my speech, but I apologized for yelling and slamming a door. And literally his response was, no, we're good. That's nothing on my ex-wife or my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and it it does seem, because I've had the same experience with coworkers and, and, you know, family members to where like, as you're in a situation where you're working, you're at a family gathering. Like I'm, I'm pretty far to the left on pretty much everything, right? And in those, in those situations, like I just try not to talk about that shit because I like, but I, I don't understand why these like usually older, usually white, usually uh, men, like it feels like they're trying to goad you into a conversation you don't want to have. Because like, for him, it's just fun hypothetical debate about like human rights that he doesn't have to worry about for him this guy's living off of a fucking trust fund okay right like literally he is a trust fund dude who whines about the taxes paid off of the money he never earned like it's he pokes my buttons through his sheer existence, his right. mere existence, <laughs> fucking like, right, coast coasting through yeah, life. Really, I just get it, just thinking about him existing. <laughs> so I try not to, and I try and like he likes cats, and we talk about cats and like whatever. Like I don't need to, you know, align morally completely with you in order to provide service to you. But yeah, I. I don't know. I was not on my game and he got, he got a side of me that doesn't usually show up in my work life. That's for fucking sure. But he's been seeing me for a while. So yeah, I guess the mask slips a little bit. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be difficult. Yeah. I really didn't want to apologize. I had to fucking swallow some pride there on that one. But I mean, really, I don't think that people deserve to be, well, okay. No, I do. I think people deserve to be yelled at. (laughs) I don't really regret yelling at him, but I felt remorse immediately when I realized the potential loss of income for me. The remorse was real. The remorse for my behavior was real, just not because of its impact on him. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. A different... Yeah, I don't like to, like, I don't, I try and avoid topics because I will never pretend to agree with somebody I don't agree with and I won't, like... Yeah, but I don't really want to get into political debates with people that I have to, you know, 
suck their dick. Like, right. No. <laughs> right. No, there's uh, like a, <laughs> this this guy this guy at my job, uh, like he and I kind of do the it's the two of us basically. I handle things for the Eastern U.S. He handles stuff for the Western U.S. Um, but we like we're pretty opposite politically i could tell but like we'll be talking about not like he'll, he'll be talking about a, an employee who got let go because he refused to get a vaccine and they're like oh yeah you know and we'll be talking about work stuff and they'll be like oh because the you know but the vaccines are bullshit and joe biden and hunter biden and he'll get and i'm like bro what are you why are you talking about this right now and i'm just like yeah okay all right back to work shit like why i don't even know i don't know why you're talking about this right now you know he just thought he'd throw a throw a hook in the water yeah. See if you found a friend. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, but are you still are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're there, Willow. You were yeah, you came back in if you Okay, nice, yeah. It must be me because you guys are both coming and going at the same time. <laughs> so now I'm realizing I'm the common denominator. I, I think that's probably a safe assumption, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like all my failed relationships. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that Taylor Swift song. I'm the problem, it's me. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I, I said I know who she is. You're never gonna, I'm not gonna pick up the references. I'm sorry. I, I have never seen her in IMAX uh, show thing. Not yet, so. not yet. You know, we'll have to send you a ticket, and then since it's coming free, you'll have to go, so. Oh. <laughs> well, I can give away free things, so. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, get a monster energy drink and you get to go i mean i would probably have to drink it if i went to a three hour anything yeah, yeah. it was yeah. too long but it was still under I, I was still entertained for not really like knowing any of the music or whatever yeah it's still pretty good so it really felt like you were at a concert yeah it kind of did yeah and then, like all like the kids, you know, it's, it's it's for kids, really, is the demographic, and they're all they're all up. They, they were all standing up in the front row and dancing around, and it wasn't bothering anybody. Like they were all being real polite. Yeah. I guess like a big culture of that is to bring friendship bracelets and you trade them with just random people. That's cool. Get beats on them that say like song lyrics or the names of the album or whatever. Well, I've, I've seen, um, I've seen videos of people like in the theater watching that movie and they're, and it's like all these young girls like up and dancing, like they're at an actual concert, which I, I mean, I don't have any interest in that, but it seems kind of cool. Like that's probably really fun for them. It, you made, know? Me, it made me want to watch other concerts at the IMAX. But the thing is, I just couldn't think of anyone who would like, who that would be like fiscally like, <laughs> uh, positive for them, you know? Right. Cause yeah. they had like three, they had three theaters playing it when we went. And they had like just turning it over, start the movie over again. Yeah. Start the movie over again. And they were full, like all the tickets were sold out. Yeah, yeah, Taylor, I just don't know anyone else ah. do it. Yeah, Taylor Swift is probably one of the few people who that yeah, that would even make sense for. Yeah. She made so much yeah. fucking money. You know, she didn't even go through she didn't even go through like proper like movie channels. She just sold that shit directly to AMC. AMC's the theater is is, is like a, the theater chain uh-huh. in America. The big one. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Well, you, I want to, I want to start wrapping up. I, I know I want to, you know, let you get to bed, Willow. Uh, oh was, yeah. Was there anything else y'all wanted to talk about the movie? Any, uh, certain special effects or I, I feel like we could talk about this movie for another hour or so, but, um, anything you want to talk about before we get into head cannons? 
Did you hear all that, Willow? <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, I said. <laughs> You're making like funny faces so that when I came back into frame, it was going to be a ridiculous face. <laughs> <laughs> I on for a really long time. And I, then I started to feel self-conscious for whoever's hacked my webcam. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hold up a. a, right. a who is probably the luckiest person in the world. <laughs> oh my God, no. Oh my God. I don't do any, no. They have, you know what they have? They have like snippets of you just like pushing on your underwear. <laughs> like, like, yes. Yeah, like all of my like bodily groping in front of my computer would be very unsexy bodily groping. <laughs> It's only enjoyable for me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I was I was saying, well, I was just asking. I, w- I want to let you get going. I want to let you get to bed. So I was asking if there's anything else about the movie we want to discuss before we dive into headcanons. Oh, right, right, right. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. Um, we don't have to. Yeah, we, we can go right to headcanons. I mean, the only other thing I thought about, you know, I really like the the relationship between George Clooney and Harvey Keitel, Jacob, the father, how they kind of like that, you know, this, like, they're obviously at odds at first, but they kind of like disrespect between the two of them grows, which I find, you know, yeah. and Har- Harvey Keitel even like starts to stand up to him and put him, there's that one scene where they like get to the bar and they're drinking and, and George Clooney's told everybody to be cool. And he's like, and Harvey Keitel's like, what are you so upset about? He's like, I'm still mad about that fucking gorilla laying a hand on me. I'm going to go over and like smash this bottle over his head. And Harvey Keitel's like, are you such a fucking loser? You can't tell when you've won. And I just like, I feel like George Clooney's character would not take that from a lot of people. But I feel like from he respects Jacob. So he's like, yeah, he's like, you're, you're, you're telling the truth. So I, I can't say shit. You're being honest, you know, so. I want to steal that line and use it on my fucking kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just just about your entire... All the fucking arguments with my 14-year-old. I'm like, you already won. Right. <laughs> just, just about their entire existence. Like, compared to, like, my childhood or most people in the world, like, there are certain things I'm like, you don't, you don't even understand, like, how, like, privileged you are, you know? in two weeks we're going to be talking about the terrifying staple of horror cinema uh cop and a half so be sure to check that out and as always you can find us on social media on facebook at danger explosion presents headcanon on instagram at headcanon pod on twitter at horror movie pod and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod all right, well, into headcanons. Do y'all have a headcanon you want to give, or I can give mine first? Can you can you can you redefine uh, yeah. define once again for yeah. me what headcanon is? It's what we would or what we want the canon of the movie to be. Yeah, any in our minds, it's what the canon of the movie. Yeah, anything you like to imagine takes place in the world of the movie that you don't actually see on screen that enhances the experience for you is is kind of the. Uh, which, if you don't have one, that's fine. Brent and I can just do it. It's not a big deal. Our guests are welcome to join in, but it's not it's not required. So, yeah. Um, but I'll go ahead and I can it's go like f- going to a sex worker's improv. Well, I just want whoever <laughs> CGI off Sigourney Weaving. 
oh my god, this is a tongue twister. I want the person who was paid to whatever paint over Sigourney Weaver's Weaver's pubes in Alien. I want them to paint over um, dipshit in the scene with Salma Hayek. So we get all of it, but he's just not there on her foot. Yeah. Maybe he should just like paint paint the pubes back on. on (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Even worse. Copy paste. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, Willow. Brent, do you have a headcanon you want to give? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so, all the characters that Cheech plays, uh-huh. he doesn't play those I'll anymore. Yeah. He oh. doesn't play those anymore. He now plays every single other character that he didn't play. <laughs> so, yes. the ones that he did play yeah. are replaced by just Selma Hayek's leg. As the border guard, as the... the, the Okay, Quentin! (laughs) (laughs) That was the original screenplay, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I do like especially the idea of all of the band being just cheech. The band, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fucking loved the band. The band was... I would have liked to see more of them, actually. They yeah. deserve bigger roles. The band ended- And also, yeah. I feel like it's kind of my duty as a sex worker to say that really the entire thing kind of just reinforces this idea that women's sexuality is part of this like evil Eve temptress seducing men into their doom sort of thing and so a strip club and women seductresses who are actually monsters and they're using the men's desires and that power they have over them to seduce them to their peril and whatever is that whole trope should probably be completely replaced and i say that the monsters should have fucking won And they should be continuing to eat their truck drivers and their fucking biker. Like, why are we stopping that? That's a good fucking system they had going. Right, yeah. So <laughs> Clean up the garbage. <laughs> Clooney and Lewis, at the end, they should have died and the monsters should have renewed their seductressy games because I support that. Well, there was... Well, then it pans back and you see that it's like all built on like a Aztec temple or something. Yeah, like it's built on a pyramid. Like a yeah. pyramid. Yeah. Well, and I guess I, so I, I haven't I haven't seen it at all, but I guess there's a TV show. They did like three seasons, and it's set in an alternate universe so that they can still have like all the main characters don't have to die. Like I think Richie lives. Like all the main characters in this movie survive past this one night because otherwise, how would you do a TV show? Um, but are there any names in the TV show? Like any big names on the tv show at all or is it all like b-list is it like the clueless series versus yeah 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 i don't i don't i I did see that there was a series when i went looking for the movie because i wasn't gonna pay five dollars to rent it on prime and i wasn't gonna give any money to tarantino so (laughs) yeah no i think the i think if i recall correctly maybe gary 
Busey or is is okay. Sex Machine or something? I don't know. But no, there's no there's like no named actor. <laughs> now I have to watch. Or his son Jake Busey. Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> Dusk till dawn. I would like to see Gary Busey in Quentin Tarantino's role. That would have been yeah much better. Wild. <laughs> oh, Wilder Wilder Valderrama, the guy from that '70s show. You know who I'm talking about? The guy who played Fez. Uh, yeah. He plays okay. Carlo. Yeah. He plays Carlos, the last uh, um, what's his name? Fucking character that Cheech Marin plays uh Jake Busey oh. plays Sex Machine and then I oh Don Johnson Who's oh, I Jake guess Busey? he's Gary Busey's son <laughs> but oh. he's been in some other stuff but actually Worst I do know some, of a Nepo baby ever <laughs> yeah ne- little Nepo baby um but I do but but well I mean like I feel like if you're Gary Busey's son you deserve some rewards too <laughs> there was a lot of uh, <laughs> right he actually did earn that he did work for it the uh, trauma was worth it <laughs> but i do i see here that don johnson plays the sheriff earl mcgraw and robert patrick the t-1000 from terminator 2 is jacob plays the preacher guy oh okay so okay. yeah anyway all right so my head canon is that there's this trucker right and He's doing a long haul. The company's working him too hard. He can't sleep. They want him to go too far and too short of an amount of time. So he gets in a serious car accident in his semi and it like fucks him up. He's mute. He can't talk. It like fucks his face up. And so, but he survives. So he continues his life as a truck driver. Um, So one day delivering some goods to Mexico, he stops at this bar, Titty Twister, and he goes in there and he's sitting there having a drink. And then all of a sudden, like hell breaks loose. Like all these vampires are like, are like attacking and people are killing him. He's like, Oh shit. But he can't say anything. So he's just kind of running around, like trying not to get killed. And then like, and then, uh, Fred Williamson, the guy frost, uh, the guy with the big cigar grabs him thinking because of his deformed face. And he's not saying anything thinking he's a vampire. So this poor innocent trucker gets impaled on a table leg, uh, confused for a vampire. So that, that's my, (laughs) that's my headcanon that some poor innocent guy, Got got staked <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> yeah, they could have, in that case, staked Quentin before he turned. <laughs> right? They could have been like, "Yeah, you're you're not bad, but you just look it." Yeah, close enough. <laughs> look at that chin. That's a vampire chin. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go. All right. Well, anything else, uh, Willow? You wanna you wanna comment on or share before we before we let you let you get into bed? Apologies again for keeping you up so late. So. Oh, I know it's terrible. This is wild. <laughs> Nothing good happens past eight p.m. <laughs> Come on. That, um, that is the philosophy no, but of. Have me back. Can you reserve tremors for me? Yeah. Because that was also on your list, and that was like the other one I really wanted to pick. Oh yeah, I, would, I, would, I have not seen that since I was a kid, and I fucking loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, I'd watch it anytime. And it was Kevin a- Bacon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd I'd love to do Tremors because I I one like my oldest friends, like my my closest friend, and from elementary school on, 
uh, I remember we watched Tremors pretty young, and so we were, and it's got all those sequels. I we I, we would just we would watch all the Tremors movies back all like again and again. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching it like with my brothers, and like we were obsessed with those movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't need, like I don't remember anything. I just remember the ground shaking and the big wormy things coming up and. That's all I remember. I, I, I think remember. that I think that's the whole movie. I think that's basically all the movie. That's is. it, right? <laughs> I got it. I covered you got, the entire plot. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just recounted the whole movie pretty much. <laughs> Next. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, thank you, Willow, for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening. This has been yeah, Head Cannon. <laughs>